Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The Coterie will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. William, you're driving north and you're seeing as you're coming up, you see like is that that's Katow's car, and you see like a figure, large figure, like throw two bodies in the back after Katow gets out and opens the door. And then as Katow's closing the door to go back into the driver's side of the car, you see this figure like cut through two parked vehicles, and then you just see him run back and then go into the passenger side. And then you see Katow like back out, back up his car and kind of like does like a half you, you know, like a half whip of his car and then peels out of the parking lot. And so as you're coming along your car, you're looking and you're trying to see where like this fallen, you know, like you're trying to guesstimate where this body would have fallen and you can't really make out anything. And as you're as you're driving towards the parking lot there, Warren, you as you're crouching, hidden, obfuscated, you see William's beamer slowly like coming up and you can see William looking out of his to the right out of his vehicle through the passenger side window as he's like scanning. He looks like he's concentrating, trying to find something. What are you going to do right now, Warren? Let me ask you that. I'll start shuffling towards his car. Now, are you going to stay obfuscated? Because he's slowly moving, driving. I would say, how fast are you driving right now, William, as you're looking? Uh, well, I'm probably going to try to find the impact spot, right? Because I don't know if it was a kindred or a human or what someone. And if someone splatted there, it'd be pretty obvious, I'm guessing. You're trying to look and you're also having a hard time looking at the side of the building because there's like cars that are parked, you know, in the parking lot there. So you're kind of like trying to look over. That's why you didn't see when Lenny knocked that dude out because he's like laying down in front of a car in the parking lot in the front. So you're trying to see right now. So I take you're driving pretty slow, like five miles per hour or something like that or, or yeah, even less. You, he's driving slowly at the moment. Are you staying obfuscated, Warren? Or are you going to do something to get his attention or what? I'm going to stay obfuscated until I can get reasonably close to him. You see, there's a moment where you're looking and you see what you think is like a dark splatter. You can see it from like the, you, you, you can see like the door that Valentine came out of, but you can only see like the top third of it because there's like an, a couple cars that are parked between you and it. And there's like a, this light that's above the door. Like that, it has like a pla- white plastic cover, but it's hanging off the building and illuminates. And you're looking through the cars, and you think for a moment, you stop your car and you see like a dark, like like puddle that's on the ground that sticks out. You can't tell if it's blood because, like I said, the shadows and illumination, but it's definitely like contrasts the gray of the sidewalk that that is there. You know, the the concrete that is there. And then, so you sl- you stop your car a little bit. You see Warren when when you're heading over there. You see the car stop. You see William like kind of looking in the direction of uh, where you had fallen at. Okay. When I see him, sort of pause for a second. I'll 
try to move a little faster. Yeah, you're able to. Okay. When I get up to the car, I'll just pop the door and climb inside. There's a moment, William, where you're looking out the window and saying, what the fuck? And the door's open. You see this figure come in and it's like, he has blood all over the lower part of his fucking face, all over the front of his, like, he had that, I believe he had like that baby blue, like Carnegie or whatever is like blood that's like all over it. And he's like, just, you see him getting, he looks all disheveled, his hair, but you recognize it to be worn. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I'll have you guys describe what happens. Jesus Christ. So if we could uh, leave, that would be really good. Yeah, let's leave. Don't get blood on my seats. I think it may be a little late for that. I apologize. I'll pay for the dry cleaning. Don't worry about it. So yeah, uh, William steps into the car. So, where will it be too? I think maybe you should get cleaned up in my place. I'm amenable to that. Okay, let's do that then. You guys take off. Yeah, so what the hell happened? Uh, Well, there's presence i would say on the roof of the building and it began to overwhelm my will my sense of self and instead of allowing that to continue i jumped off the roof you jumped off the roof yeah that was you yeah that's your blood probably Uh, what do you mean probably well i think I coughed up some of what I ate earlier, so maybe <sighs> a mix. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did you find out anything? Yes. There's a cult. Not again. Again? Ugh, later. Let's just say I'm not a particular fan of cults. Understood. Well, as you guys are talking, we'll cut to Katow and Lenny. So Katow, you got, you're driving your car. You look in your rearview mirror and you see the two figures there. You see the one is a male that's on bottom. He's kind of like you can see his upper body and like his face is like facing you. But he, you can it's really hard to make out the side of the face that you can see because it's really swollen, especially in your car with like the the street lights are kind of like looming the inside of it. But you see like you can tell on his chest. And like on his neck, he has like, it's like covered in tattoos, what you can see. And you can almost like, you're trying to make it out because it's black and gray and it's really hard to make out, but it almost looks like a face of sorts. And like coming along the neck are like these two horns almost that like very detailed horns that are coming from the top of it. And you see draped over him, you see a female and she's in like a black thong and it has black bra on and she's uh, ginger or, well, I mean, you can tell her hair is red, but her skin is kind of pale like a ginger's and you see along the side of her thigh up into her ribs you see like a figure and you're looking at it and you can't like i mean it looks almost like a like the like the bottom half is like a, a half of a goat and the top half is a half of a man like holding a flute but it's very detailed that goes along the side of it but you recognize the female because there was a moment when you were in jonathan's club when you and ophelia were walking out and that was during the homecoming arc this lady was walking in and she had talked to William and Jonathan. You don't know anything about her. You know what I mean? You just know that you saw her going into the Medusa when you were walking out at one time. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. So rewinding just just ever so slightly to when I first get into the vehicle, the first thing I say to him is uh, Valentine took off. Uh, something's wrong. He, someone, A kindred fell off the building and he nearly lost control. So we need to go now. He's uh he'll I'm sure he'll be okay. Uh, he can handle himself. 
They cut down her breath. He's just like, I'm really Warren. Okay, let's get out of here. And Who? so now it's somebody, someone I need to acquaintance, I guess, with uh, me and William. I'll explain, I'll explain, when, we get, when, we explain when we're out of here. Fast forward a little bit. Okay. okay. You see them in the back and all that. Yes. So, you mind telling me who's who is the passenger? It's the guy you wanted. Really? You Back got him. him? Yeah. And his girlfriend. They were talking about... Uh, Not any harder some... than that. Don't Just know why. Upside the head. There were cameras, so... So, uh, I recognize him, though. They were probably not recording cameras. There was probably a security guard who saw. I heard someone going back up there after we left. So probably. Somebody knows that they're gone. Probably not recording. Probably. Like, I don't have any guarantees. We broke them. Uh, for your sake, I for all of us, I hope you're right. Because if you're not, you do know on. that's a it's, potential it's unlikely that It's unlikely they saw anything, really. Like it's it's, I think it'll be fine. Well, I thought that I thought things would be fine too, and then, and then two people I knew got killed, or vanished or whatever. So, forgive me if I don't, you know, break out the champagne. So you did good. I will say that. Overall, thank you for getting us, and I will owe you something for this. I think Valentine, uh, he caused a mess, killed someone, and. He's uh, he's riding real close to the beast right now. We'll deal with that when we find the little creep. Besides, I thought William's car there. He might have been picked up or something. I don't know. <laughs> so with, what, our immediate priority is what do we do with these two? You hadn't thought of that? I had. Uh, well, I didn't know you just plop them down. I didn't know you get two people and plop them down right there. I've thought about this. Thought That's you'd... what you asked for. Well, I'm not really used to getting what getting what I asked for, so... You forgive me if I'm a bit unprepared. Well, he seems to know about those uh, those people that Giovanni ghouls were looking for. All right, so they were talking I about. Think I, know, it. I think I know a place where we can uh, stash them. Please, we can go and be quiet and isolated. Yeah. Make sure they don't wake up ahead of time. And so I would take us over to this uh, wet to the warehouse where we first brought the uh, princess ghouls. All those. All those months ago. All right, definitely. So before I describe that scene, are you going to be contacting anyone else or is it just going to be you and Lenny at the moment? I think I'm going to give William a call. William, as you're driving with Warren, you hear the friendly sound of your Bluetooth notification as it <laughs> really goes through the car. And, as that, and you look on your dash of your stereo and you see the name Catal come up on there and by the way lenny you see him pulling out his phone while he's driving go ahead okay so does the hey. car have like a bluetooth speaker yeah if you want to yeah okay sure let's just do that hey doc uh sure i have warren in my car right now all right warren was that you uh, that was that you that fell it wasn't a fall so much as a jump why did you need to jump pan who Pan. I don't know what that is. I'll explain after I uh, clean up a little bit. All right. Is Valentine with you? Who? All no, right. He's not. All right. That's all I need. All right. Well, if you find him, let me know. I <sighs> we need to we need to talk to. Him. He is. What happened? 
Please, I, I'm just. I'm I I don't know. I didn't see it. So, I have heard that he might have killed a couple of people there. I don't. I don't know the whole story. Just he might have killed somebody. Mass. Did he at least clean up after himself, or just? I don't think so. There was a pretty big crowd going on around there. Oh, this is bad. We don't want the prince's attention. Don't want anyone's attention. To be perfectly honest, I think we're a bit past that point right now, William. Yeah, but this is like this could be big. Are we supposed to? Am I supposed to look for him? Where the hell do I even find? I don't know. I don't. He's. I don't. I've always. He's always like. We've always met up. I haven't like have meeting points before. It's. He's always shown up on his own. This is annoying. All right. So. I happen to, if you want to know, I happen to have Little here with me. You do? Yes. Where are you taking him? You know the place from you know the place from a few months ago? I think I have a pretty good idea. Warren, what do you say we make a little detour? Um, I could use your skills. I could use some new clothing. Oh, it's... Okay, so let's go to my place first. And then we're going to go to the meetup. Sounds good. We will cut to Katow and Lenny. So, Lenny, you're hearing Katow's side of this phone call as he snaps his phone shut and kind of puts it in his little center council. And you you can tell that he is going towards the mill district. Like, he basically, soon you find yourself getting out of the hood and you get back on to the highway again. And it's almost like, I would say the trip back. I don't know. How how do you feel, Lenny, after all this happened, getting back onto the highway and realizing, A, you don't have Valentine with you, and B, though you were successful, not only did you get two people, now you have a boon that you have for the gangrel whip of the Twin Cities. Like, What is like going on in your head at the moment before you I look? Think, I think that uh, Valentine's in trouble. He caused trouble. and he's going to need help. And so I'm kind of, and I'm also concerned with what he did and what he might do because like he, he killed a kid and I don't know that it was a kid yet, but that's going to, that's going to weigh heavily on him when he finds out. And yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Like it's the, yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect, right? Like of kind of like the, having the repercussions of some of your decisions inadvertently cause you mental turmoil like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like, he uh he's not going to feel personally responsible but he's still going to feel bad about it it's like it's a it's just part of him you know that he just feels like he needs to make up for you know what he is so as you're thinking that you look in the back of your of Katow's car and like i said like with the him going down the highway you can kind of feel the road underneath you can kind of like hear like the sound of traffic because Katal has the window rolled down just a little bit. You can hear cars going by. And you look uh, between the two front seats and you look in the back and you could see the figure of Little's not quite moving, but you see the figure of Samantha. She's starting to stir a little bit. Like she's getting like that deep, like snoring a little bit. Like, but it's like a wet, like snore. Like, cause her face is kind of like facing down. So like just slobber. That's coming out of her mouth a little bit as she's there, but you can kind of see that she might be coming too. If you were to guess, you would say like maybe like in a few minutes, you know what I mean? Like, and when I say come to though, I don't mean she's like, it'd be bright and you know what I mean? But she's definitely going to like start waking up soon. Yeah. So 
does she wake up at all on the drive? If you choose not to do anything, you'll see like she's definitely you'll hear like she's like a few minutes later because I'll say it's about like a 15 minute drive to where he's getting a few minutes later. You can kind of hear just like whimpering a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm listening specifically very closely, you know, with uh, with aspects to make sure that I know the precise moment that she's like moving around and coherent and you know like sitting up i'm not like turning around in my seat and looking at them i'm just listening okay say something as soon as she like kind of like starts stirring so i would say about like five minutes into the drive you kind of hear go oh where the fuck am i what What? little little baby 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 and you just kind of hear like the smack it'll be okay and you see there's a moment you see like her trying to like sit up and you see like you can see her right hand goes on the left side of the back of your seat, Lenny. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to prop herself up a little bit. And she's like, where, where am I? What, what, what? Stop the car. Stop the car. Bitch, I will choke you out again. I will climb over this seat. Don't make me do it. You'll see there's a moment where she's like sitting there. And then she looks down. You see her head look down. And then she looks in the rear view mirror and there's this uncomfortable moment, Katal, where you and her have eye contact as you look in the rear view mirror and you see like a look of recognition on her face and you see her like slowly like sit back for a second. But you both are taken aback a little bit by the fact how calm she is in a situation like this. You can almost sense like in her head wheels are turning right now. Yeah. She's she's trying to most people including any of us playing this game or listening, probably would be freaking the fuck out right now. Or, or you know what I mean? Or at least be like, she, what the she fuck? She kind of started to. Yeah, yeah, she started to. And then she collected. She, like, reined her emotions in. And you notice that, Katow, the moment that that happened was when she, like, all of a sudden sc- scanned her environment and realized where she's at and who's driving the car. All right, as soon as we look, it's like, don't cause any trouble back there. We get into a wreck. Odds are, me and him, we'll get better than you. So just keep calm. You see where she kind of like just sits back a little bit and then just like closes her eyes, you know, but like she's breathing, you know, but she's like sitting on little, a little, a little bit as he's still passed out. You get off the exit and you realize right now, Lenny, that they're there. He's going into the mill district and he's like casually on the way, just kind of like after she wakes up, I think I might've hit him a little hard. Yeah, uh, it's gonna take him a bit longer to wake up. She got eye contact with you from the back seat when you said that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm saying that for her benefit. Yeah, like like I I'm not saying I'm saying it to Kai Tao, but I'm doing it in a way to try and like just make her a little bit more you know panicky. Just exactly. like oh shit, you know. So you get off the exit, you start heading towards the mill district, and you are coming upon you come upon these like emptied out warehouses that used to like be for flower distribution and it's along the missouri river you can actually start like smelling the algae of the river come through the windows or come through the cracks of the windows of the car as you're like going towards the river you can actually see now even from the street that you're at like you see these these warehouses that are on the left and the right and you see like they're they're abandoned in these parking lots but you can see straight ahead like the moonlight kind of coming off of the river as it's slowly making its way through the city until you pull into this parking lot of this abandoned flower warehouse. And you see like this huge logo that's on the side of it with like chipped out paint. 
and then you see like there's a single light bulb that is like on the side of it right now that's illuminated and that there's you can see like the light in the parking lot and there's like a street light a couple street lamps that are along the street that you just drove on and you right now you're pulling into the parking lot go ahead scenes on you guys i'll tell them that get out of the car make sure make, help them along to uh lenny mm-hmm. i'll get out i don't know where we're going so like i'm just kind of following your lead you know get out uh open the door for her and um so I'll I'll tell her as as she's getting out. Don't cause any trouble. I'll chase you down, and and then I'll like like grab her boyfriend. You know, lift him up. So you see, like Lenny lift up. You're kind of amazed by his strength too when he does it. You see him lift up this naked form of little, and then you see her get out. She's just kind of like still in her like brawn underwear, but she's like staring at him when he does it. And you see, like she's not, she's like just sizing up. She slowly like starts walking and following you. Like I take it, Lenny's behind her with little, and you're in front, like kind of leading to where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not trying to cause any additional harm to him either. You know, I'm not uh, like I I can do this pretty easily without hurting him so i'm making that clear like i'm not trying to like knock him around or anything so she doesn't see me like as trying to inflict any further harm so you see as katal walks up and you see like there are you're going to the side of this building it's a rather large building but it looks like a warehouse it's not like multi-storied either it's like one story kind of warehouse and like the the long broad side of it that he's going towards faces towards the river. So you're walking like the left is the river and the right. You're seeing the broad side of this building. Right. And there's like five of those, like the, the sliding garage doors where like trucks could come and like, you know, do pickups or drop offs. And then there's like this like minuscule like brown door that kind of like brown metal door that you'd assume that workers or whatever would walk into or whatever. And you see just like a towel walks up to it and it's kind of funny Katal when you go up to here how it realizes how abandoned this area is because that door is still jimmied open from when Chase like broke the lock of it and like jimmied the lock open and you kind of just like opened it up and you walk in and you can kind of see like you, the same light switch is there and you flip the light switch and you see like the inside of this place that's like about 200 feet by 200 feet just concrete slab right now there's nothing in there there's like pillars that hold up the roof or whatever but there literally is no machinery no nothing in here is this emptiness and hollow and when you when you actually like kind of like flip the light switch only like five of the lights work but like you can that sound echoes like the just the, the switch going up as you both walk in there and you see there's a moment of hesitation when she steps through the door, Lenny, but then she like kind of like takes a deep breath and walks through the door. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. I just basically like pointed like the nearest pillars, like probably up against that. We uh we need to have some talking face to face. Okay. Um I just go over there and set him down. You know, have him sitting up, you know, uh leaning up against it, his head just kind of lolling. <laughs> And I'm going to take a moment to kind of look at his wound on his face. Yeah, give me a perception. And do you have medicine? Yeah. Okay, let's do. I percep- do too. Oh, do you? You both give me a perception and medicine difficulty six, please. Yeah, man. I was in sports. I know about wounds and injuries. Wow. I have three successes. What about you, Catel? Three successes. As you both are looking at him, especially you, Lenny, but you're like, that wound doesn't look as bad as it looked like like 30 minutes ago. And you yeah. like what I mean is like his orbital bone was broke, dude. Like this side of his face was swelling. You know what I mean? And like now you're looking, and he obviously has like swelling, but that orbital bone doesn't look broke. His nose is still kind of swollen, but he's definitely like, mm, and you know, it's kind of. I have a goal. I know how this works. 
Yeah, you're starting to think like, okay, what the fuck? And then especially you could tell hearing like the talk that like Warren was saying over the, the microphone and she's sitting along the pillar next to him right now. And his, his face is kind of like his head is resting on her shoulder, though, a little bit like he's not awake yet. You know what I mean? But she doesn't want him to fall to the ground. We will cut to William and Warren. So what's the plan of action, William? You got this guy who's covered in blood, who's in your Beamer. You know, like you have valet parking and where you stay at and everything like that. Are you going to keep him in the car and you're going to run up and get some stuff? Or are you going to somehow try to get him in there? Or what's your plan? You know what? I'll, I'll just tell the valet I'll park it myself or something. All right. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. And as you like go and you drive like past that front entrance of your of your high-end apartments and you kind of make a right into like underground parking or whatever you start driving in, in there and you kind of find the parking spot for your apartment number and you pull your beamer into there now you can get into the apartment building this way there's an elevator that like connects from the underground parking if you want to get in there your key for your your apartment can kind of like unlock it or whatever and let you get in there and go up to the hallway your apartment's in and not really see anyone if you wish to bring them up there or you can leave them in the car it's your call i'll just tell warren you know i'll bring it to my apartment just tell warren Make sure you're not seen, please. I think I can manage that. Good. So you go up to the, this elevator. You go up to it and you put your key in there and you kind of turn. There's like a little key thing that is on, underneath the buttons. And you kind of put your key in there and you turn it. And then you hit the up button and the doors open. <laughs> you, you both walk in there and you turn around. You hit the button for the floor that you stay on and it slowly goes up. There's this odd moment where you both are standing in there. But you, I, I mentioned before... I actually want to ask you both how this makes you feel. I mentioned before how you guys are feeling like comfortable around each other right now, like more, you know what I mean? Because of the, the, I hate saying like the primordial ocean all the time, but that, that sound, that connection that you have to something right now that you both have inadvertently, you know, you don't know that the other person has the connection or whatever, but it's there and you feel at ease with each other right now. How does that make you feel William while you're in the elevator with him right now? I mean, you know, it feels pretty nice to have someone here. You can be like uh, uh, sort of at ease around, you know, someone who you almost feel like understands you on some deep level. And, you know, he has that in a way with Katow with the things they lived through, but they have very different psyches. Well, with Warren, they're like a bit more on the same wavelength. Now, you have you, you have felt this way recently. I mean, you've been having a string of luck meeting people, right? Who you get along with lately. But the same thing you're feeling right now is what you felt that moment at Ellsworth Tower when mm-hmm. when Ellsworth revealed to you that he knows what you hear. That's like that same like embryonic warmth, that like warm place feeling, like that probably like you know, like being in utero kind of feel, which is really rare in real life, period. And in the condition that you're in right now, because you got to think about you, your last six months have been pretty shitty, you know, yep. had pretty shitty stuff happened to you and just let's not sugarcoat it. Right. And you've been exposed to real horrific shit. You've seen what you are. You've seen what others that are like you, what they're like, and it's not really good. And now you feel a warm embrace in a way, lack of a better term, as you're in just within the presence of this person who you really had no connection with before. And it's in a, in a fucked up way. I almost would say like Williams revelations of insanity that he had thrust upon him unwillingly against his choice has almost like counterbalanced that fucked up shit that you've witnessed. 
and it's almost like like bringing good. So maybe it was a gift what Kimberly did to you back then, you know? Maybe it's a gift that she gave a a, a, a repayment for that Christopher Mark and her child going out of control, you know what I mean, and doing the things that he did. To, yeah, definitely, you know, could be seen, from, especially from like a Malkavian point of view. Warren, what are you feeling like as you're in the elevator with this person after all the shit that you've been through now? I mean, we want to talk about a world of suck that William's been through. You're like in a universe of suck right now, man, that you've dealt <laughs> with, you know? <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm a jerk for the things that happened to Warren, but I mean, Warren does some jerky shit too. So how do you feel right now, like being in the presence with this person, this elevator? I mean, you're literally got dried blood on you right now. You fell 15 stories. You heard the tempting call of something that you had to use every ounce of your will against. You are emotionally abused. You have no, you're in a form of slavery right now to someone who you once loved all this shittiness. And right now you feel this comfort around someone that you didn't even know like that long ago. So what's going on in your head right now? Warren doesn't know how to respond to that sensation. Like part of him wants to trust it, but he also knows that historically speaking, every time he's ever been comfortable around someone, it's, you know, the rug has been ripped out right from underneath him. And then a pile of bricks has been dropped on his head. So he, to some extent enjoys the feeling, but is very reserved about it because he knows that there's another shoe waiting to drop. There always is, right? I mean, always have an eternity of that. If you're lucky enough or unlucky enough, who knows? Right. So as you both are in this warm silence, the door opens up and your, your, we'll just say your apartment happens to be right in front of the door. William, as you go into the apartment, uh, do you want to describe your apartment real quick for Warren? Or I mean, we kind of described it before, but kind of give a quick rundown of it real quick. I don't remember how I described it the last time. So it's basically, you know, a fancy apartment. You have uh, the sort of armchair there. Not not armchair, just like sofa chair there. Uh, it's very modern. You know, he has his work computer there, pretty big. Yeah, yeah, has a nice view of the river. Like exactly. The yeah, of the river yeah, going by. Like shutters that you can sort of turn it on and off with remote control. Would you say before we continue on with the scene? Would you say that it's as upkept as you've always kept it, or is it a little less unkept because of like what you've been going through, or is that just like your outerwear? You know, like you kind of tidied your appearance up though lately. You know, with the yeah, purpose. yeah. So, I guess very observant person like Warren would be able to see some, you know, uh, I guess untidiness peeking through through the whole ordered uh, place of the whole thing, but without any sort of reference, you, you know, of what it was like before, you probably wouldn't get it anyway. So. You both walk in there. Scenes on you guys. Go ahead. So uh, what kind of clothes do you want? Something comfortable, please. I'm going to go use your washroom. Can you please tell me where it is? Yeah, yeah. Go there. Feel free. Thank you. And Warren will go take a shower. Warren, as you go in there and you turn on, you go in the shower. It's a very nice, very nice bathroom. It has like marbled sink, you know, like those kind of marbled sinks that are above the counter, not built into the counter. And that has like the like gold handles that turn on and like a long spigot. This is just the sink. And you like 
for a second you're looking, you see like there's this little shelf on the side next to the light switch. And you see all these like high end aftershaves and cologne. And you see like the bathroom, the t- the the toilet that's probably never been used, but you see like these like very uh, nice hand stitched like towels and 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 hand towels that are hanging from there. They're like white with like this like black and, and blue embroidery that like that. It looks like almost like it was hand stitched. And as you like take this this shower curtain and you kind of slide it open, you see you look in the shower and you see there's like all these moisturizers and all these face scrubs and and like different kind of like shampoo and just like you're looking at it's like very high-end stuff that is in there and you turn the shower on and you just instantaneously it's just nice and hot and steaming you hear it as it goes on and like soon the room fills up with steam and you peel your bloody clothes off and you like step in there and you just kind of like feel the blood that gets starting to like you know, fault come off your face as you're like washing yourself off. But there's a moment where you're like looking down in the drain and you see like the blood is starting to swirl with the water. Like it's going down your, you can see their shin and like your pale feet as it goes over your feet and you see it like go slowly, like just make its way into the drain. And there's a moment where you're just like standing there staring at it and you're watching it spin in there and you find yourself kind of being enraptured by it. And then as there's a moment where like, you're looking at it and you see you, you almost feel like this tug of your soul while it's doing it because you're looking at where that water and that blood is going into and it's blackness. Now, to any rational person, it's a drain, right? That leads to a somewhere that goes into the sewers where wastewater goes. But to you, as you're looking at this blood that's yours going into that darkness that's unseen and they're just a recent, recent damage your brain has took, but also your soul has taken. You start feeling this fear that's like creeping up on the back of your neck. I need you to give me courage roll, please. Difficulty seven. Uh, two successes. You feel like there's a moment where like you grab the shower curtain to steady yourself and you feel the scream like that's like coming up inside of your like chest. And as you but you're trying to fight the urge to scream and you grab like the shower curtain to stop yourself and the shower curtain rips off and like the 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 pull the shower curtain pull like falls to the ground and then you almost like topple over for a second as you like put your hand on the wall you hear this commotion william as you're in the shower as you're sitting in your study area coming from the bathroom go ahead scenes on you guys you okay there warren yes i'll I'll be fine i just had a moment okay okay well i have your clothes ready here i'll leave them here out for you thank you i should be done in here shortly okay so you get out of the shower you see these clothes there that are sitting there you know he's in the living room they miraculously happen to fit because you guys are both kind of like the same size or whatever you get dressed and you and you, you know you feel fresh and clean and you guys are both there together right now what seems on you guys thank you for your hospitality that's no issue uh, you know not every day you jump off a building that is true so about that cult did you find out anything about the about them at all? Yeah, they're apparently worshipping something called Pan or Pan. Pan, Pan. Doesn't ring a bell. They didn't happen to mention Lilith or something like Mother of Darkness or something like that? No, not that I recall. Uh, I don't know if that's better or worse. Anyway, we have a... Scheduled to keep, so let's go. All right, let's cut to Valentine. 
Valentine, you have led these people. They're running to the south area. Mm-hmm. Once you get them running, what's your goal? Are you going to like stick around? Are you trying to hide and like just I'm duck out? To, I want to lead them somewhere where I can quickly duck out of view down an alleyway or like I'm kind of keeping an eye out for somewhere, you know, a manhole in the ground or a little alleyway. I can kind of lead them towards duck down it and just disappear. You know? Let's say you're able to do that. Like as you do it, you hear crying and you hear screaming and you hear like a whole wide spectrum of human emotion mm-hmm. from a crowd of people. And you're like, you're in this alleyway, you ducked out and they've gone past you and you're seeing like them walk by, run by, yeah, walk by. The thing though. Mm-hmm. This is um, just before you go any further. Once I, I want to keep this, the woman inside the mother and I want to kind of, when it's, when it's safe to, and when I can do so without being noticed, I want to follow her back and see where she ends up. So you're just kind of like, you're trying to sneak around, stay hidden, but kind of keep eyes on the mom where she's going. Yeah, and obviously I'm going to drop obfuscate as soon as you know I've led them far enough away and gotten out of sight. I want to drop my obfuscate and just stick to the shadows, stay as unseen as possible. So we'll say for like 35 minutes, 40 minutes, you're doing that, right? Um, you're kind of like staying hidden among the shadows. You see the mom, like like you're slow. It's this weird like again. It's a it's a it's a it's a sign of like the humanity you lost. You know, like you are in a way tapping into that apex predator and the fact that like first like this crowd goes through that basketball court that was across the street from william and then they cross the street and they go to like that convenience store they even go some go in the convenience store and they're like yelling at some korean guy who's like working in the convenience store like they're trying to find out like who went where you can kind of tell like this is starting to get like a little bit impassioned and then as you're standing there and you're like and you know you kind of rush across the street silently and you're kind of hiding on the side of the convenience store and you're watching the mom you're looking across the street and you see like more people are coming when you start realizing there's like 30 people that are coming across the street and you're like oh, oh, oh wow and you're like looking then you and you realize there's like about 15 people where you're at now like that are in the convenience store and as you're like kind of like looking across the street you start hearing glass breaking coming from within the convenience store and you see the mom walk out like looking frustrated and angry and also you see something go through the window the like the you know how those convenience stores have like those huge front glass windows you yeah. see like a newspaper rack is just like breaks through there and you hear like screaming within and you hear like you hear like the 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 Korean guy in broken English going you get back you get back and you hear like you know screaming and like destruction going within and you see people rushing out and at that moment you just start hearing the din you realize oh fuck and you realize these people are like starting to get enraged at that the just the situation of everything and you mm-hmm. see like those 15 people are moving they're like crossing the street towards the east and they're going towards like this this rent to own place that's there they're like rushing down the street you see the 30 people like meet up with them and as you see they're going down the street that way just screaming and everything like that and yelling you see like more people are coming from the north building the north side and you realize this is like an enraged like crowd that is starting to get built up and you see that like they go yeah, they go towards like a car that's sitting there and they just start like breaking like the wind, the the car with like baseball bats, like windows in the car. And you see them like go up to the front of the rent to rent to own place. And they start like breaking like the They start throwing shit through the huge glass windows there and they just start rushing in. And then all of a sudden you hear like you're like, what the fuck? And you look back behind you and you see like in the convenience store that you're that you were just listening in like a fire starting in there. 
you, you hear like someone's like trying to start fire and you look and you realize that a riot is starting to happen in this area and you hear like yelling and screaming coming from like the courtyard and everything like that too and you're in the middle of that I would say it's been like 30, 40 minutes that you're kind of like before it got this bad, you know, where you're like falling around. You see the mom's just kind of standing by herself in this parking lot of this convenience store. She's not part of the riot, but she just looks lost. She just looks beaten and 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 maybe temporarily insane. And and you're standing there from the shadows looking at her. Like she's like the calmness, oddly, in the middle of this storm that's soon starting to rage you're hearing like car alarms going off too you know what i mean like like mm. like the loud breaking sound and, and it's just like i can't it's like a swarm of people like a tide of people rip tide of people are making their way through this neighborhood right now but you see this mom by herself there in the parking lot okay so i'm i'm hidden away obviously maybe hidden i want to kind of try and draw her attention without drawing anyone else's um in my oh, i'll have to activate mask of a thousand faces again but I don't want to, I'll just make myself look like my normal child aspect, not her child, if that makes sense. I don't want to. Yeah, but before you roll that, I got something for you. Give me one second. Sure. So you're standing by this dumpster, mm-hmm. and you're about to make your way towards her. And from the alleyway, because you're like in an alleyway right now between this convenience store and some just random building that's right next to it. And from the back of the alleyway, you hear this voice come and touch. It almost like touches the back of your neck. Almost gently, like 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 your mom's fingers when she used to put her fingers like through your blonde hair that you had when you were a boy, like that comforting feeling, you know, like only mothers can do. Yeah. And you hear this voice coming from behind you, and it says, "Little one, you are causing trouble." And you feel this pull, like you feel that voice just like brings out a stir of emotions in you. You're like like happy emotions, out of character. Your awe is happening right now to you presence okay. is happening to you and you turn around now you can spend a willpower point for one turn to like fight it right now or you could ride it along it's your call but i'm not gonna fight it i'm already feeling all sorts of things right now i've kind of been tracking a woman to to experience her grief vicariously because i feel so little at the moment i feel like i should be feeling more that's kind of why i've been tailing her a little bit you see as you turn around about 20 feet away from the shadows a taller figure. You can't really make out too much about the taller figure. You just know that you can see it kind of has longer hair, which would make you think it's Caucasian. But you hear the voice kind of coming from the darkness. You're like, come to me, little one. Come to me. We must have a talk. I'll just hesitate for a moment, trying to scrutinize, see if I can make it any more details. I'm going to say, who are you? All in due time. But I will tell you this. I am the one who calls this his domain and you have came here and caused quite a mess haven't you little one i'm gonna try and back away a step if i sought punishment for you you wouldn't even have heard me come let's have a talk i'll look back at the car park where the mother was standing just to make sure she's still there for a second yeah she's there okay i'll turn back and i'll start walking towards the voice slowly as you slowly start making it through this alleyway, you pass like this dumpster that's along the building of the convenience store. And as you come walking towards the shadows a little bit, you see this figure standing before you and he has only like khaki pants on and he ha- doesn't have any shoes on. He has no shirt. He's very pale, almost statuesque as he stands there. He has long red hair 
and a trimmed red beard. He's about six foot one, maybe like 190 pounds slender. But when you're staring up at him, you see his eyes. His eyes are a very sharp gray. And he's looking down at you and he's like, what are you doing here, little one? I I don't know. I was I shake my head, look at the ground, look back up at him. I was doing something, but I will. And he gets on his knees, puts his hands, both his hands on the side of your face. And he's like, oh, little one, they have ignored you, haven't they? Hmm. I haven't seen you before, little one. You're new. I'm I'm new to this place. You're new to this all, aren't you? Look at you making such messes. You're lucky I'm forgiving, little one. But don't worry. Shh. He puts his like fingers over your lips. I will show you the ways. I will show you how everything is done, little one. But first, and you see he takes the finger that he put on your lips. He like takes a his nail and he cuts along his wrist. You look thirsty, little one. Here, I will share with you. Drink. And then we will talk. I'm looking down at it. As you look down at it, you see like where normally you're used to like bright fountain of life that just spurts from veins and spurts and murder scenes, spurts like the kid that you killed. You just see darkness whelp from the cut and slowly a bead of delicious dark honey like vitae comes from the slash here taste it oh hello again folks i'd like to tell you about the facebook group we run called white wolf and onyx path rpgs gameplay and media have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded one that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could give the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day stop on by we hope to see you there